Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, a podcast created to share and celebrate best practice, help others to improve and learn more about the amazing career opportunities within social care. In this episode, members of the team at Clifton Home Care discuss their careers before joining the company and their development within the outstanding rated home care provider. Zoe is joined by two of Clifton's assistant managers, Lauren Kohler and Cherish Hodgkinson. I'd like to welcome Lauren and Cherish um, from Clifton Home Care to talk about careers in social care. Lauren, can I start with you, please? Can you start by telling me a bit about yourself and your role within the organisation? Yeah, so I'm Lauren. Um, I'm one of the assistant managers alongside Cherish. Um, So my background to social care, um, I suppose I grew up in the sector. My parents uh, got a rest home when I was uh, 10 months old. Whether or not that was a wise idea, I don't know, Um, with a new baby, but they did. And I grew up there pretty much. Um, Yeah, I used to spend weekends there, um, school holidays, used to sit with the residents, talk to them. Um, And I think from my point of view, from being surrounded by that at such a young age, I think it just was within me to carry on that through life, really. Um, My brother went a completely different way. He did work there, but in the kitchen. Um, But we did find different paths. And for for a little while, I did move abroad, um, had a couple of years away, um, came back. um, And just as I came back to the UK, my mum sold the rest home. Um, And then this started home care started so um i joined um i was working in hospitality at the time um but i knew long term my heart wasn't in it and i knew that i was always going to go back to social care because i suppose i don't know whether you want to call it a calling or not um but i enjoy it um i don't find very often it's coming to work i find that i'm coming to see an extension of my family or friends um and I very often don't treat the clients as clients really they're more like I said an extension of family or friends and it's just when I go home I know I've made a difference in my day and I'm not a nine-to-five office job I, I can't do that that's not me I like interacting with people I like being out and about and yeah it I do enjoy it and I don't think it's a job you could do if you can't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. that's that, me. Well, that's fantastic. It, it sounds like caring is is in your blood. And and what I love is the fact that that you went off and did other things, and actually you ended back in social care again, which I think yeah. speaks volumes about how fantastic it is to work in this sector. Thank thank you. Could could you tell me a bit about yourself, Cherish? And, and yeah, of course. So um, I'm Cherish. I'm also the other assistant manager alongside Lauren. So there's just pretty much a team of two of us um, in the office. I've been doing um, all aspects of care, really, um, under health and social care for the last 14 years. 
in, in all different elements. So I started my career when I first left high school and I was in that kind of position of I weren't sure where I was going or what kind of career path I was going to choose. So I actually started off as a hairdresser um, didn't stay there very long. I realised pretty quickly it wasn't for me. And then I applied for um, a job role working with adults with learning disabilities. Um, and I stayed with that uh, company for about 10 years. And I just absolutely loved it off the bat, really. Um, I then had um, a bit of a, a calling, as to say, I wanted to kind of expand my career and go to university to kind of develop my skills and see where I could take it. So I went to university and had a bit of a, a break from them as such, but on a banking kind of level, so they could call me in as and when needed. Um, so then I ended up going to a different organisation. So I've kind of covered rest homes, um, domiciliary care, I've also worked on the benefit side as well. So I did a bit with carers allowance for a short while. Um, and then I eventually went into home care, I'd say about six years ago. Um, and then I kind of realized that's the area that I wanted to stay in really. Um, again, it was just the, the level of demand, but it's, mm. it's quite, um, it's enjoyable. It's never the same day twice, yeah. is it? No. it's um you never know what you're doing one day from the next and with home care you like you know like Lauren said it's not office based nine to five it, it's you could be coming in with a plan in your head and what you're doing and then within a minute your whole day can just change but I like that element of it you never know what you're going to be doing really so so yeah 14 years still going strong and still loving it and enjoying it oh that that's amazing and I I, I love the fact that that you're calling it a, a career because you really have both um, progressed throughout social care, which which is absolutely amazing. And congratulations to you both. Um, you mentioned about the days being so diverse. So 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 both of you really between you, what what does your job role entail as the assistant manager role? Um, so for, from my point of view, um, and hopefully from Cherish's, we, we cover pretty much every aspect of the business, hopefully, mm -hmm. um, if, if we get it. Um, so we will still be out on the road delivering care to clients um, very often before we come into the office, um, completing spot checks, supervisions on the staff. Um, going about our days with care plan reviews, rotors, um, whatever really is kind of asked upon us. I think we kind of do dip in and out of everything. And I think yeah. that's what's nice about our role is that we still have our hand in with the care aspect. We're not fully um, in the office, which I think we both enjoy still being able to interact with the clients and being out there. Um, but as Cherish said, no two days the same. Yeah. And I think for me, I do enjoy those challenges. Um, I think that's what is enjoyable about it, because sometimes people may look at it and think, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? But I think I almost relish that a little bit, um, especially with the difficult clients that you might get off the bat who think they're completely independent and don't want anybody there. When they actually see you're more of a friend and can help assist them in their day keeping them independent actually helps so 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything that Lauren said. We kind of do, we are involved in, in every aspect, really. I think um, a major factor of our job role is um, compliance. We're involved in compliance mm. quite a lot. So um, mine and Lauren's main responsibility is obviously uh, completing audits, um, obviously doing the spot checks and things on the, on the staff members, but also quality assurance wise. So we will um, do visits with clients where, you know, we're making sure they're happy with everything and they're resolving any issues that they may have. Um, you know, and like Lauren said, even the really difficult things, if we've had an incident, it's like, and, and I'm very similar to Lauren, it may scare some people and, and they see it as quite a negative, but then seeing the action that we make towards that and then closing it down and making sure that person is safe and and you've overcome it, it's, it is a nice feeling, it is. So um, we do the staff rotors, we um, <laughs> approve their annual leave and unfortunately tell them sometimes if it hasn't been approved. And again, we still do the elements of care. So we do like a minimum of 20 hours still between us, as well as our um, obviously assistant manager hours. And I think it's great. And that's the first organisation I've ever worked in at a manager level where they've done that. And it's brilliant because you're still yeah. seeing how, you know, you're involved with the clients. It's difficult to understand what's going on in the calls if you're not there. And it, it makes it easy for us to make sure yeah. everything is running smoothly and we can feedback any concerns as well. Between the, I think between the two of us, we try and make sure we know each client individually so that if there are any issues cropping up, at least we can address them or think of ways around it. And yeah, so if staff are ringing us, at least we can answer that question because it's for us, it's pointless if we can't answer that, I think. Yeah, I think that that's wonderful to hear and and the things that I've picked up on. So so obviously you deliver care to the clients, supervision, spot checks, rotors, quality assurance, compliance again. And what what you must see is is a lot of respect from 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 your your teams as well, because if you're actually doing the job and understanding what what they're going through. Can you tell me a bit about your supervision and, and how you put that into to your day to day role as well? Yeah, so we we have um uh, we've got um, a lady in office, Joanne, and she she's kind of just recently joined the team, and she's been brilliant, hasn't she, off the bat? And she kind of helps us keep track because obviously we are so busy. Sometimes we think, oh God, when did we do that last supervision? And she obviously updates the spreadsheet and and informs of when um each person's is done. So then we what how we do the supervisions is we do the observations as well as um the questions as well so again it makes it easier for us because we yeah. can just allocate ourselves on call with that person so we're observing them in practice obviously noticing if there's any issues or any good practice that we can highlight as well um and then what we generally do is bring them in to the office afterwards have a discussion around that and then obviously ask the questions and document it that way so i mean because we are quite um a, a big team we, we all have individual teams allocated between us and the seniors as well um and then we do regular senior meetings every friday so that we can just do a gentle reminder or a handover of any findings or anything that we might need to take a bit further or is there any more training development opportunities that they might need and things like that so um it's great it, it, what I like as well about Clifton is they, they have the different element as 
you know, supervisions, which obviously are the generic, which most organisations have, but then you have the, the spot checks, which we do really frequently. Yeah. And they're really, really tight as well with um, obviously PPE and stuff due to COVID. So, you know, really, really on the ball with that, which I think is great. And it's like even with new starters. So for people who've brand new into the sector, it can be a daunting career or role however they want to look at it and I think as a company we provide a really good introduction um to to the sector um so the staff shadow for a good number of weeks depending on their confidence levels kind of depends on their shadowing um length of time and then once the once they do go out on the road they can um they'll be supported within those first few weeks. Um, so as an example, I've been out today with a new starter, making sure that they're happy, they know the way round, um, and making sure that they're competent with medication um, so that before they can do it solely, they'll have um, what we call four sign-offs, basically, so that we, we're comfortable and we know that they're happy and safe delivering that medication, because obviously that could be quite detrimental if it went wrong um so we do have quite as as cherry said a very structured way of doing it and if it ain't broke don't <laughs> fix it yeah absolutely absolutely and, and and you are outstanding as well um which is something to be really proud of um, you mentioned about new, new staff coming in which is brilliant hearing how much support they get Obviously, your assistant managers. What other opportunities are there for people who want to come in and work in social care? I th- to be honest, I think it's ever expanding now, which is really lovely to see. Because um, I think, I don't know about Cherish, but when I started in care, I don't think the opportunities were as branded and, and as out there as they are now. Um, so as an example for myself, um, I'm hoping to go to university to do um, an assistant practitioner course, um, which for me is just, I, I've always put off the thought of university because I've never known what I wanted to do and didn't really know these courses existed. Um, and so for, for me, I can gain a university education but still doing the job I love and it would be contributed to the job I love and help the company as well. Um, but within our company, I think that the roles are endless. We've got the mentoring roles, which um, I know um, that that has really taken off for an absolute treat. Um, we've got the admin roles, obviously, for those who still like doing the admin roles. Mental um, health and well-being yeah. as well championships and things um yeah I think it's quite it's a a difficult question because I think under in health and social care under the umbrella as such there's so many different elements you you don't sometimes always have to be going out delivering care for you to be a health and social Mm -hmm. care worker and what I think um especially from from my own experience in the years I've, I've been and and worked in so many different environments at different levels. And I think the good thing about health and social care is you can find um, your passion and the, what you're good at and it helps you highlight the skills. And then you can you can head towards that and you think, do you know what? 
I'm not the best with the delivering care or I'm, I, I'm not very good with timing and getting to people's houses on time. But the safeguarding element is, is something that's really interesting to me. So then you could go down the route of becoming, you know, a safeguarding officer and even look at careers in CQC. It's never ending. And I think it's highlighting what your interest and your passion is. And there is always going to be some form of, of job out there in health and social care that will will link with your passion, if that makes any sense. I yeah. think it does completely. It's it's such a diverse career, it is. thing, isn't it? I think I think it's nice because I know we're getting there slowly, but I think since COVID, it has highlighted that we're not, I don't know how to word it in terms of what we used to be many years ago of just going in and personal care aspects and yeah. emptying commodes and whatever else. It is a lot more than that. And in terms of for us, yeah. now within our roles, we can um, carry out basic observations. So the news to score for clients. So if they're, for the national early warning score so if they're starting to score on that we know something's not sitting right with them and so that is entailing so much more than what was perceived of us I think um there is so much training now to be done and I think it is a high skilled qualification um and career to do now which I think is really nice that we're slowly changing that stigma around health and social care because Unfortunately, it has stuck with us. But as Cherish said, that the list is endless of where you can go. And along with qualifications, um, I mean, I've recently gained my level five in health and social care. And that's an equivalent to a university degree. And I've not been. Um, And that wasn't easy to do. But I've done it. And I'm proud of myself for that. And... I think knowing that even if you're not necessarily academic, you can still do it. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's a, a really good point, and you you should be incredibly proud too. Um, you touched there on on the new score, and thank you for explaining what that was for our listeners. Um, what I was going to ask, but what are the three main changes you have seen for the better in social care over the last five years? Because you've both been in social care for some time. Yeah, I, I, I think touching on what Lauren said before, um, we, we, we are being recognised a little bit more now. And I must say, you know, going from that social stigma, oh, you know, you're just there to go and, you know, c- complete personal care. It's That's just a tiny, tiny element of the actual job. It's completely insignificant in some areas. There's so much more skills to be involved. And, in, you know, like, like you said, that we're now we've got like the falls policy in place and, you know, we're actually improving people's quality of lives and actually picking up on um, health conditions or serious illness that, you know, that ambulances and things and with helping that restraint with ambulance services as well. Um, but yeah, I think as well, coming off COVID, we are being recognised a bit more as a skilled role. Um, I, I still think there's a bit of work to go yeah. um, in that aspect. But yeah, we're definitely getting advocacy out there now that, you know it, it is such a big um it isn't like it was before you know when I mean I started um support work it was taking people for activities or going to the cinema and being paid for it which is absolutely amazing but you know it's not realistic is it really and it had to go somewhere and we've had to go with the times I think as well um I don't, I don't know if you agree but 
um, multi-organisations as well. I think we're, we're getting a better relationship with yeah. GPs, pharmacies, advocacy services, family as well as social social workers. Um, you know, we do a lot with um, rapid response and um, the falls team. We're getting quite a good, um, you know, a good multi-agency framework, really, from what we're doing. And, and we are starting to have an impact and, and, and we are being recognised, actually. We have, you know, something yeah. to give back to, yeah. to the community as well. And I think, the, I think the nice thing about the sector as well is it, and I think over the years it's highlighted it again, is it attracts all ages, all walks of life, and it doesn't um, separate in gender either. No. We no. have males working with us and females, um, and that we all get on great, and we're all one. We are a big happy family, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I think it's nice that you know we have one of our youngest carers. She's just turned eighteen. Um, and our oldest is in the 70s. That's so amazing. It just shows that the spectrum of people that can do the role. Um, and like Cherish has referred to it, it is a career as well. Yeah. Um, as much as maybe for the older people, they treat it as a job because they enjoy doing it and they don't want to progress and they're quite happy doing what they're doing. But for the younger um, team members, they know that they've got a career within the sector if they want one. Fantastic. Uh, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really diverse. Yeah. Um, we're, we're quite lucky in that aspect that we yeah. have got such a diverse team, haven't we? And a really good working one as well. Excellent. That's so lovely to hear. So if there would be one thing that both of you would say um, in terms of recommending a career in social care, what would be that one thing, Lauren? Wow, that's <laughs> a big question. That um, to be honest, I, I I said I say this quite a lot. Home care, yes, it's all about keeping clients at home and keeping them safe. But we're not blind to the fact of some clients can't stay in the home forever, um, and it's supporting them along their way and along their journey. And if we can't care for them forever it's building that trust within them to know that they can go somewhere else and be well looked after. All right, it's not in their own home, but they can still do it. And just going home and knowing you've made a difference is the best feeling to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mine's pretty similar to you. It's, it, again, you, you come, you're having such um, a personal impact on someone's yes. lives. And, you're in every element of their life on a personal level. That's like some family members would be, you know, and, and you're quite lucky sometimes to see that journey, even if it is a case that they've not been able to set up. You, you're seeing it from beginning to end. And you are, you know, you're building this really strong professional relationship and, and with that person. And you do develop um, a bit of a sense of remorse mm. and things. And you, you can't help sometimes yeah. but get that connection. Um, you know, and if you are that type of person that just feels like you need to be working with people, it's such a brilliant job to be doing because, again, you, you, everyone's so individual and so different. You're meeting all, all walks of life and completely different and living different lives, different cultures. You learn so much without realising even just being in, in the home. And it is, it's, 
you have to have that care element to do this job. And I find um, I learn a lot from the clients that we support as well, not just from colleagues um, and whatever else. I learn so much from the people we support. And like Cherry said, we, we cover such a spectrum of clients, whether we support them for years on end or whether it is palliative care and we maybe care for them for a few days, few weeks, few months, whatever that might be you have to quickly make that relationship with that client and I think that that's something we all should be proud of is that we can do that regardless of the situation whether it because it is a stressful situation very often for those loved ones the clients themselves being able to go in that and say do you know what we'll be all right we've got this together and yeah it's, it's just a, it's a lovely lovely job to have um yeah yeah very rewarding I would say to anybody that would ever think about getting a job just try it because I I, may, I mean I remember my first day um on, on the job and I'd never done anything like this before and I was absolutely petrified and I think within 48 hours and I just knew straight away that that was the path that I wanted to go down but you've got to experience it sometimes and there is still um a bit of stigma out there in society about care roles and it's about trying to ignore that and just come and experience it for yourself. And then you'll soon realise what it's like. And it is it's, it is a great rewarding job. Oh, that's so, so lovely to hear from you both. And if I could ask you both, because you're so inspirational, what are you most proud of that you've achieved whilst working in social care? Wow. Um, yeah, I think to be where I am now, I mean, I'm, I'm currently... Um, I'm, I'm doing my level five at the minute um, and for me to get to that level even at, at an assistant manager role you know you do come in sometimes as a carer and you feel like you're bottom of the spectrum but it, it's not that's that's not the case at all um, there is so many different elements and it took me a while to decide where I wanted to go and how I wanted to get there but again when you find your passion and you realize actually this is what I really enjoy doing um, and again, it, it helps if you have that support. I mean, we're really lucky enough that, you know, Clifton, especially Caroline, is, is such an advocate with regards to training and development um, that we're, we're lucky enough that we, we get pushed into, into those, um, you know, the training sessions and things that are going to build our portfolio. But yeah, I'm proud to, to be an assistant manager because I never would have thought I would be at this level yeah. if someone said that to me even five years ago so yeah I'm proud to be where I am oh yeah. that's fantastic thanks Cherish and, and for you Lauren I think I think very similar really I, I'm proud of how far I've come within myself um and the qualifications I've got from it um but I think as well, I'm proud of the relationships I've built over the years, regardless of the clients that are no longer with us, but knowing that they're part of me for the rest of my life, I'm proud of that. And the clients I've supported over the years are just, they're inspirational. Um, and regardless of what they've got going on, regardless of their disabilities or um, whatever else, they are just an amazing bunch of people that we can all learn from, um, whether or not they have dementia and they can't remember yesterday, but they can tell you about 
what they did 50 years ago is just amazing and being able to support them yeah I'm proud fantastic that is so lovely um, I want to thank you both, Lauren and Cherish, for, for sharing your journeys within social care. And I think you both should be incredibly proud, proud of what you've achieved and what you're doing each and every day. Many thanks. Thank, thank you. you. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.